Welcome to the Skies Were Under podcast, hosted by me, Rachel Wright. This podcast is created by and for parents of people with disabilities and the many practitioners who support us. It's just for all of us who are trying to get from one end of the week to the other whilst bridging the gap between the life we expected and the one we're actually living. Hello, we're back. Well, kind of. It's really exciting through the generosity of some of our listeners. We're able to deliver to you a couple of episodes, a couple of Christmas specials from the Skies Were Under podcast. So this will kick off season two, although if I'm honest, season two is not going to be till next year and maybe not till February, maybe not till... Anyway, it'll be some time. But you have a couple of days where you get to sit with Lucy and Sarah and I and talk all things festive. Season two of The Skies Were Under, as ever, is hosted by me, Rachel Wright. I'm the founder and director of Born the Right Time. As a healthcare professional and the parent of a child with complex disabilities, I'm really passionate about teams working together, about practitioners listening to families and systems supporting a bridge to gap the distance between families of people with complex needs and the many practitioners who support us. I'm talking as usual to my wonderful friend, Sarah Clayton, who is CEO of Simple Stuff Works. What Sarah doesn't know about postural care isn't worth knowing. She's the parent of four and her eldest daughter is a survivor of childhood cancer, which means she's now a remarkable 20-year-old, 21-year-old young woman with learning disabilities and medical needs. Lucy Parr is the third wheel to our trio and she's the sweary vegan who works in SEN and is partway through a PhD in educational psychology. She also has got four children and her third child is a dynamic young man with a rare chromosome duplication, which means he's autistic, nonverbal and some really dodgy epilepsy. It's Christmas and we may talk about the big man with the white beard. So aside from the swearing, this episode is not suitable for children, but enjoy. Hello and welcome to the first episode of your Christmas bonus specials of The Skies Were Under podcast. Oh, look, there we have... Sarah Clayton Hello. and Lucy Parr. The Good trio are back together, everybody. It is all I keep having well to adjust my camera Excellent. so that Santa can be with me on my shoulder like an odd parrot. It's so important that we've all made an effort. Not only have we washed, actually, I don't know whether we all have washed. I probably should check that uh, accuracy of that statement. Not only are we all here and have uh, brushed our hair and brushed our teeth, but we've also decked ourselves with Christmas paraphernalia. Because what more would you need on a non-visual <laughs> podcast <laughs> than the fact that we're all sitting here covered in tinsel and Christmas jumpers? Although Lucy I don't, doesn't but have I do. Christmas I do jumper. have amazing yes. Christmas glasses and an amazing headband. And can I just say that Rachel had to run yes. away and get tinsel because she was not appropriately Christmasly decked out. So I have more to add to the Christmas deck. Ooh. But I'm gonna I'm saving it. I'm saving it. <laughs> oh, I know. And at teaser some point, everybody. Yeah. Sarah's got some oh, Christmas if joy it gets that miserable, we're gonna get I shall bring out on. a bit of Christmas joy. <laughs> <laughs> we end Amazing. up down one of those sad paths that we end up on. This Some Christmas baubles for us all to enjoy. Do you know what? My husband literally right. until last year thought the word bauble was ball ball. Like two, <laughs> two <laughs> Christmas ball balls. Yeah. Like double until balls. Until literally last year. 
So there you go. Fun fact. So it's been a little while since we met, ladies. We could do a whole episode on a catch-up where we are very quickly in relation to where we were as families, individuals. I think the last time we met was in August, as far as the podcast is concerned. So I can go first. So very briefly, one of them went to university, not been seen or heard of since. I think he's okay. Uh, <laughs> I check in on his Instagram account. And he looks fine. He looks like he's having a great time. And so I'm going to pick him up in a few days and he's going to come home and I presume just eat stuff. And give you washing, probably. And mm-hmm. bring probably a lot of washing. B is frustrated, sad, pissed off. Uh, she now has no money left because it has all gone on solicitors. And now we're digging into our money to go on solicitors with regards to tribunals, etc., etc. That's all ongoing. And the other two are absolutely fine. So we're all right. We're just plodding on, still going, spending thousands trying to get the local authority to do what the local authority was meant to do in the first place. Yeah, tossers. Ugh, that sucks. But anyway, but, but we're all right. We're okay. We're good. What about you, Luce? Well, since we spoke in summer, Brecken's leg has mostly healed, which is, mm-hmm. you know, great. He still walks funny because it's healed at a weird angle. So they're hoping that that will grow out. But whether or not that does grow out remains to be seen. He also, in about at the beginning of November, had a corpus callosotomy, which is the major brain surgery where they kind of split the two halves of, of your brain. And, you know, they're like, oh, should be asleep for like a few days, should, you know, will we'll take a long time to rehab, blah, 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 blah. And probably 24 hours later, he's trying to climb on the bed and walking down the corridor and <laughs> um, causing absolute mayhem. <laughs> it appears that it's done precisely fuck all. <laughs> so we've done, I mean, you know, it could be, it really sucks. And it could be worse in that he could have been really poorly and it not yeah. work. You know, there is always that. But it was literally like we'd done nothing to him on in terms of function and siege control. So, yeah, there's that. The girls are fine. Daisy is in second year uni and Ocean is fine. She's in America at the moment seeing Stu's sister out there. Absolutely loving that it's really cold and crispy and Christmassy out there because she loves all that. And Blossom is just busy, busy. She's playing a lead role in a show in February and she's rehearsing every weekend. So, yeah, all good. Busy. Love it. Love it, love it. And what about you ladies? How are you two? Isn't it interesting how when I ask how you all are... All that you did was describe the rest of your family and not actually say how you are. Is that because they basically define how okay you are? Or is that a defensive, I can't think about my own emotions? Probably both. Mm. Probably a bit of both, I think. And for me, I haven't really had time like it's been 18 months of absolute chaos with Brecken being right from being in an induced coma, multiple seizure emissions, breaking a hip, breaking a leg, going to residential, losing our family home. Like we now had to move to a different house. All of that stuff, it's just been like constant trauma for like 18 months. So I don't, I haven't yet allowed myself to sit in that because I think if I sit in that for any length of time I'm just not going to be functional and right now I still have to be functional and another thing that's happened which I forgot to mention is that the current residential where Brecken is has said that they don't they no longer feel safe having him there so we now have to 
work out <laughs> the next bit. Mm. <laughs> and and it's like, I have no idea. I have no idea what it looks like. And that's the thing. I have no yeah. baseline to go. Like, I don't know what I don't know. So now I'm trawling through legislation mm. going, what's relevant? What's not relevant? Trying yeah, yeah. to gather some semblance of what it looks like in terms of policy and legislation and what we can actually make happen. So I'm spending my two days that I'm not in work work doing that. I don't really know. I'm just fed up of life being hijacked. That's yeah. like, I'm frustrated. I guess I'm frustrated. That's frustrated and a bit sad. And just like, how do you even go about processing <laughs> the absolute clusterfuck yeah, yeah. of the last like two years? Yeah. 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 And that, that so resonates with me at the minute. Into Like I think I said to somebody yesterday that, so I, part of me is kind of, people must be getting bored of just like, do you know what I mean? Like, just bored. <laughs> mm. I think yeah. that all the time. It's like, I am the worst broken record. But, you know, like, kind of, <laughs> can she not sell it to take a break and have done yeah, with exactly. it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <sighs> We'd actually earn some money. That would be quite we useful. Should do that. I should sell my story <laughs> for 250 yes. quid. I could do with yeah, that. Exactly. Do it. <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could do a sad In black and white. Don't forget the black and white. <laughs> 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 black and white sad photo for, for the audio version the face that Rachel is pulling is just so sad <laughs> <laughs> the donations will come flooding in but yeah how are you Rachel I am overwhelmed and I don't I've got lots of things beyond our family or my immediate family that are going on that's very sad and so it's not my stuff in the same way but it all takes up heart space and heartbreak and kind of wanting to love people well as well and not knowing how to do that very well so I am feeling overwhelmed and <laughs> just can't wait for Christmas <laughs> for the break you mean is that, what, is that what you're referring to? The holiday? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I want. I just, I just can't wait for the, for the break. Christmas. Yeah. I'm just really excited, you know, to mm -hmm. be given all those gifts that mm -hmm. I haven't Yourself. Bought. And wrapped yourself. Myself. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> it's just all tricky, isn't it? And the reason the Christmas thing is so ridiculous is because... Christmas has such oh, yeah. high expectations mm -hmm. of yes. <laughs> joy. <laughs> and such high expectations Magic. of everybody's yeah, yeah. different expectations, yeah, of magic. And how I remember you you don't yep, think you ever do you ever really. any either of you watch Friends? There's like a Thanksgiving, no, there's a Thanksgiving one where Monica's trying to do the dinner and everyone's like, well, you have to do this part of the dinner because that's the bit that makes Thanksgiving special to me. And everyone's like, oh, but you have to do the potatoes this way and you have to do this bit that way. And I, I, I guess I feel like that throughout the year and then magnified at Christmas of holding makes it special for everybody. And wanting, and because I want everyone to have a lovely time, and I want my children to remember Christmas as Which being they something will. special, yeah. and I want to connect with my loved ones. 
but but it isn't but only if you get it all right <laughs> only if they get the presents they want I can't stand these memes that are like, it's not the presents that are important. (laughs) Children just want to spend time with you. Bollocks. I was going to say, one year someone said to me about this thing, if you just need to rein it all in and it's get them something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. So they have four presents. And is it? I love her. Yeah, that's a Glenn Doyle So what that's done in my house is that those have become the categories now so, so they're not like one they've just become headings so, I'm like how how has this happened yeah so thanks Glennon yeah I'm a little bit like that as well but also it's a double-edged sword in that it's so emotionally valenced from when you were a kid as well like I don't know about you guys but like it for me it's definitely that whole it's emotionally laden from how it was for me and then I want to make it different or the same or whatever for my kids but also holding however it was for you and like that is like we had Christmases all over the place some Christmases in we were with random friends because my mum couldn't have us on her own and she needed somebody to kind of chaperone so we would end up at random people's houses and some years my mum just wasn't well and all of that kind of stuff and and she loved Christmas like absolutely loved Christmas and wanted to make it really magical for us but there was this Jekyll and Hyde thing of like she really loves it but it totally stresses her out to make it really nice but she really loves it etc etc and so all of that I don't want to pass on to my kids. Mm-hmm. Equally, I've we've had every Christmas since Brecken was alive is you can't do anything. His care needs are still the same. He still needs somebody to watch him 24-7. He still needs eyes on 24-7. And so trying to hold that and manage the others is really hard. And and I'm not sure I'm not sure how they feel about Christmas, honestly. If I ask them all individually, like how what's your experiences of Christmas been like? I'm not sure they would say, oh, yeah, magical, lovely, wonderful. I don't honestly know what they would say. And that's mm. a little bit like, I haven't asked them. I don't think I want to. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really exactly. Best. We'll just leave not it and assume them. that they do think it was lovely and magical. But, yeah. I really hear that. I really hear that kind of really battle with myself. And that's so ironic. But I battle with not wanting to be intense and stressed and trying to make it all happen. And that be the fog that lays on everything. Like, I don't want to be the person that's like, right, we've got to do this now. We've got to do this next in order for us all to have fun. (laughs) But I think we, I think that completely sitting back and saying oh but you know it's just about being together and it's all great and that's all lovely also doesn't cook the dinner or get people presents so I really have not figured out the practicalities of well, I guess some of it I have some of it is about deciding what I think is important and then the rest is lists And it is what I've decided this year is because everybody comes to mind for Christmas because we've got this big front room so we can fit everybody in. And it's and I love it. And it is brilliant and it's great. And the same things happen every year, which I love. I think we all know that I do like a routine. But this year it is going to be there's going to be lists and there's going to be job allocation. 
because this year's a bit different to to most in terms of we've got like four assessments starting tomorrow for B and then another one like 4th of January, you know, all this, because like it's not stopping and it's all got to be done. The whole, the whole thing's, it's not like the rest of the world, you know, that kind of even works a bit quieter because it's like, oh, but it's December and nobody does anything in December. And that's just not stopping for us. So that's what I'm going for. Lists. Okay, so tell me, as far as the things that you love or don't love, Christmas starts mm-hmm. way before the 25th of December. Christmas starts somewhere in the middle of November when your child brings home that piece of paper where they have to learn <laughs> the line. <laughs> and I don't want to boast, ladies and gentlemen, but my youngest son <laughs> is third shepherd. Yes, he has one line. It's very engaging, all around a cushion that he's sitting on. He doesn't want to share oh, okay. the cushion. Oh, okay. Is right. the line selfish? No, this is my selfish cushion. Shepherd. It's a lovely, festive. Sentiment. Selfish shepherd. Selfish shepherd three. Yeah. <laughs> selfish shepherd three. So, tell me about your Christmas nativities: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, Ooh, there's so many. You go I first, please. There are many, many nativities. To be honest, I got, you know, a lot of people get to the end of the nativity era and have this Mm -hmm. like nostalgic rose tinted glance back at, oh, isn't it a shame that we never have, never going to be able to do this nativity? I was totally not that parent. I was the parent that, like, fuck that is, thank (laughs) fuck that is over. Like the amount of nativities I've sat through, and they're all very lovely. And I always felt bad (laughs) for my girls because. The amount of times they'd come home with lines to learn and I would be in the middle of making sure their brother wasn't dying or saving him from posting himself through the banisters or whatever it was. And I'd be like, hold on, just wait a sec, just wait a sec. And the amount of times they would have to learn lines. and one, It sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. I know. It sounds great. Like from across the room, this you know. Great. They're poor kids. And one year, Blossom got a proper good role. They, they did like some, you know, fandangly nativity. It wasn't just... It was a proper show situation, you know. They'd gone all out and she had a main part with a shit ton of lines. And I wasn't able to do anything, like, in terms of planning. She had to just learn all of it on her own, all of it at school. And then when when we got there and saw it, I was just blown away because she'd done such an amazing job. I mean, she's a theatre school kid, so, you know, that helped. But I was blown away by the fact that she'd done that all by herself. So that, that was definitely one of my highlights because I thought, you know what, actually, it... I don't feel so bad <laughs> as a parent that I didn't yeah. manage to like sit down with you every night and do it because she managed it anyway, which was great. Another highlight of mine in terms of the nativity situation was Brecon School did this amazing show every year. Hilarious. Have you ever been to a special school nativity? Fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like absolute carnage, chaos everywhere, children everywhere. No one knows what's going on. It's brilliant. So they'd done this adaptation of the Gruffalo, right? And I was like, how the hell? My child does not stay still in one place for more than three seconds at a time ever, right? So I was like, how on earth are they going to manage to like get him to be in this nativity? Anyway, they were amazing. They, You know those little tiny red and yellow t- little tykes cars that all kids fight over at toddler group? 
Yeah. Distracted in one so of them. So they got one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always the source <laughs> of a puncture, but it's on the group, those, those cars. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, they put him in there, they decorated the whole thing like a snake, Oh, and he it. was the Gruffalo snake. They put him in this little tiny tight car. And the portier was holding one child <laughs> and with her foot just moving, moving back and forth, this car, the whole time. So he wasn't moving. So he was Get constantly moving. And he sat in there for like a good, you know, 10 minutes before he got out because they were just rocking it with their leg. And I just thought, how brilliant is that? So brilliant. How inclusive. Like, this child won't sit still. What can we do? Right, we'll put him in a car and just move the car <laughs> for the entire time. Time of the nativity. So he was the Gruffalo snake. He was the hyperactive Gruffalo snake who didn't stop moving in this little tiny, you know, little tykes car, which was great. So yeah, I have enjoyed and am quite happy to leave behind the days of the school nativity. That's where I'm at with that. Wow. So I have a love-hate relationship with the nativity because B did one nativity before she before her diagnosis, and it was brilliant because my sister and I so my nephew was also at the school and they were angels and we decided that we were going to make them the biggest angel wings possible like to the point where they probably wouldn't be able to carry them they were so huge <laughs> <laughs> just because it wouldn't be funny just to see <laughs> just some sick twisted humor of the parents how how can we cause our children to fall over on the stage let's give them oh god they were hilarious they were massive <laughs> some of them kind of struggled up there they do it in the church and the two of them sort of battled their way up the <laughs> oh god it was it was very land based angels it wasn't great. They were just clattering dynamics on the way part of. But they were, it just made us laugh, which is the point, really, isn't it, of the whole thing. is just, that was a proper joyful one. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah, 100%. Just laugh at your children. <laughs> you know, what is life without challenge, Rachel? <laughs> what is life without challenge? So... <laughs> <laughs> easy oh. it's an easy yeah, life I know. Sarah I know, and but this we was all pre, would quite like it for was, a moment yeah, or two this was before challenge this was when yeah this was before this was, like the real this challenges. before you but had no, challenge <laughs> so it always makes me and I'm ridiculous so like away in a manger just tears can't help it you know just ridiculous it's like a, a bit of a Pavlov dog 100% have you, you heard surgery. the words to away in a manger <laughs> and bullshit no crying no crying. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, all of no it. baby's not crying. <laughs> exactly. And they're all, you know, like kind of to all these little children off to live with me there. And I thought that that's where we were heading. And you know, and you're just like, oh my life. So no, so, but I've done, I worked out the other day, I've done 18 years of primary school this year. So the youngest is in year six. I am so with you, Lucy. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> I don't want to do another half a vegetable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to do, I don't, I, so done. <laughs> Enough. This week has been non-uniform, you've got to take in chocolate. Last week was non-uniform, you've got to take in a bottle of wine. You know, just like these teachers, I swear to God, where is all this chocolate and wine going? You know, just the whole of December. <laughs> Tell me what, guys, let's get them to send in, you know, they sit around. Marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> let's get them to send in. I prefer, um, you know, who knows? Rioja. This is <laughs> the year of the Rioja. <laughs> <laughs> if every single 
child, please, could send in a bottle mm-hmm. of Bollinger. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. What about you, Rachel? Oh, I can't stand the flipping things. <laughs> oh, I, I think, no, that's not true. This is entirely ableist. So my kids that are fine and in the nativities uh, that look cute and it's funny when things go wrong are all good. I've Every year I've struggled with my son's nativity, my eldest son's nativity or Christmas celebration. And sometimes it's just because they're too flipping long. <laughs> it's like every single class comes out and does their own five, ten minutes and you're sitting there for two hours and <laughs> I just don't care enough. And I should care enough. I really should. But I don't. So I don't want to sit there for the whole... I want to see my son <laughs> to go away. <laughs> and I, I am entirely on my own. When I talk to my friends, they're like, it's their highlight of their year. They just love seeing all the different classes. And they are the entire opposite of me. They will be like, it's just so lovely seeing all the other children and how great they are. And I'm just like, I just don't give a shit. I'm really sorry. <laughs> do you think? I just, I just don't. I don't have time in my also, life. Also, I'm really to care about anxious. Children. <laughs> exactly. I'm really anxious that he's going to hate it, which he has done sort of eighty percent of the time. And then it's the, do you take him out? Do you? Ah, oh, it's just yeah. It's, just it's really there is a thing so. about with special schools that actually for for Brecon, it's never about him. It's never no. about him or them. Really, it's about no. us as parents. Whereas in typical schools, you know, the kids will remember that. The kids will remember being an angel and flashing their knickers or they'll remember, like, <laughs> struggling up with their two big wings. <laughs> like, and it'll be something to laugh about in the future. Oh, do you remember, Mum? You gave us those fucking enormous wings and we couldn't stand up. Why did up. you do that? <laughs> But, like, it, it's not the same in a special school. And I, it, it's an interesting dynamic because you're like, well, actually, are we putting them through, these poor children, <laughs> through yeah, something they, have no, they give no fucks about for... Actually, it's for us, isn't it? It's for us to sit there yeah. and, and like have some normality of our children doing a Christmas show, even though it's not in any way fucking normal for, and they don't mm. have a clue what's going on. And I think that's that's what I keep coming back to whenever we're talking about presents or activities or things that I participate in. It's always trying to remember who are we doing this for. And sometimes we are doing it for the rest of the family and therefore he comes along and he does his thing yeah. in mm-hmm. whatever version of it is, but we're not doing it for him. So, do you know what I mean? Suck it up, buttercup. You're just here for the ride because you're part of the family. And then sometimes it's like, actually, if I think I'm doing this for him, he is not interested. He does not. It's not something that brings him joy. It's not something that brings him just calmness or well-being. And therefore, why on earth would I do it? And I, therefore, you know, not wrapping up presents that are he's not going to want to unwrap. Although sometimes mm. he does. I know got ch- friends whose children with autism and stuff are like they leave the presents unwrapped under the tree so they can go and find them whenever they want because the whole of is it there what is it just just causes Mm -hmm. too much stress and anxiety so I think the thing that I come back to that I feel is important is ensuring that I keep in mind who's this for yep who's this for and therefore what are the expectations but I'm sure 
one of the things that I feel sets us apart differently. Well, like you said, Sarah, about bringing in the chocolates or the wine or the whatever that you do for your children. When it comes to your child being in a special school or when it comes to your child having a million people that support them, there's the Christmas gifts. Oh, I don't do that. Everybody. You don't do it. Tell me. Yeah, Tell no. Inspire me. <laughs> I just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. You know, it's just, there's just too much. And then I think, you know, everybody's going to be on a diet in January, so I'm just helping by not giving them <laughs> loads of chocolate or wine. They'll all drink too much. So don't give it, just don't add to the problems that they've already got in terms of sugar dependency. <laughs> and alcoholism. And diabetes, type 2 diabetes. You're actually exactly. just doing so, everyone a favour. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take the long view yeah. on it, you know. Yeah. But I just, oh, I don't know. So, so what B does is she will make a list of every single person she's probably ever met <laughs> and she wants to get them a present, you know, and their dog and mm. their mom and their, mm. you know, like it's, she's monumentally generous. We're just sort of making things. We don't really know what they are. We sew them. <laughs> they could be, they're like bags, but they don't know what they'll hold. You know, we just, we wrap them up. So it, it, you know, it keeps her busy. But that's hard not, I'm not spending loads of money. It's, it's not well, about the, work, is it? Like I'd rather spend money than time. No, but the opposite of that is a, a very bored person. Yeah, so you you are using harder. that time. So it's like we've got to There's use that time for something. There. Exactly. And, you know, all the people on the list are going to get one of these little beautiful creations. I love it. Priceless. Yeah, mm. priceless, exactly. I, yeah. I can't, I don't do like, you know, the, t- wow. It's just too many people. Mm-hmm. Get a big, big box of chocolates and send it in to the school. And oh, then let yeah. them fight over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to make brownies for the kids' school oh, and just write so very awesome. clearly that no child had been involved in the making of the brownies. <laughs> yes. So they would actually eat them. Yeah. So that became like a tradition every year. And they, they you know, like my they brownies were legendary in the schools, which was oh, cool. very nice. <laughs> but I think I'm with B on that because I... I am. I just want everyone to to feel special and feel yeah. loved and feel. And my own thing of like, I love it when people give me presents. Like that's my favorite thing in the whole world. If you want to make me happy, give me a present because <laughs> and a thoughtful <laughs> present that tells me like that you were thinking of me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like right up there on you know that if you're going to go down the love languages route, that's that's mine, hundred percent. And so I do that. I project that onto everybody else. So I used to do these really thoughtful like crafts with Brecken and I'd you know I'd like I'd I'd do brown handprints of Brecken's hand and then put a little red pom-pom on to make a to make a Rudolph for all the carers I used to do that every year some shit like that that could have gone somewhere very different (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had those kind of brown handprints too but that's not for festive people Definitely didn't boast them to That's people. Not and I, I love that. And people were like really appreciative of it. And I really enjoyed doing that. And then it just got overwhelming to try and do that as Brecken's team got bigger and bigger. Because mm. initially, obviously, it was just that kind of one person, two people, teachers, and then, oh, he's got a respite worker. And, and then there was just this yeah. mammoth amount of people that I had to do it for. And so I, I started making salted caramel sauce. And that one year went down absolute storm. And 
everyone loved it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this. And this can be the thing. And nobody is having this at any other time. This is the <laughs> Christmas thing. No one is having the recipe. This is not getting made at any other point in the year. Don't just like, say that, that became the sharing. thing. <laughs> it's, it's patented. Embargoed until. So that's what, what I do now. But I do feel... And then Brecken was much happier that I was not traumatising him by sticking his hands in paint and various mm. like body parts in paint and slapping them on paper every year because that wasn't I, really fun for him. Again, no. doing it for everybody else, not for him. I just remember the other thing that we used to, when it was the school thing, was I used to go to Poundland. So as you go in this time of year, there's just boxes of chocolates for a pound and they're not big boxes of chocolates. Uh-huh. So again, the diabetes thing's fine. And then... Um, <laughs> And then we would, and I would just go and buy 30 quid's worth of chocolates. Mm. I would wrap them all up and then gradually just, if anybody came to the door that I'd forgotten, I would say, just one moment, I've got this thing for you. Well, the thing with gifts, right, when it comes to mm. things like that, is people will also buy you things as families mm. and whatever. So I have been known to actually recycle. Yeah, I just passed Regift. Regift, mate. I basically that's okay. get a box of chocolates yeah. from one person and I'm like, thank you so much. Here, to someone else. I got you that's these boxes of chocolates. Because otherwise you just buy loads of chocolates for other people and you get loads of yeah. chocolates that sit in your house for however long. So I have been known to, because it's like it's saving me buying them and the effort and I do really I I don't feel like I appreciate it less when I don't keep on to it no I feel like it's basically I don't need to eat it to be grateful I am grateful for the thought and I'm actually even more grateful that I then don't have to buy someone else a present because I can pass the perfect (laughs) perfect but I think presents are a funny thing because presents on my husband's side of the family are all about you make a list and everyone wants to know exactly what you want and then you tell them and then you get it like that to me is not a gift that to me is like that's no like the whole purpose of a gift is that you've thought of me and that you've thought of something I'd like and then you've spent some time and energy going to get it and then you've given it to me and it's like a you know basically it's all about me (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's where I'm going with that. I don't want to fucking tell you. That negates oh, the purpose. Oh, except when you get and a load of shit that you don't actually want. But then they're not good present people, are they? They just and then you just say, "Well, don't bother next time." Thank you, but <laughs> thank you for the thought. Next time, what? Do you speak to me? I'm giving you, you my re-gift feedback. It. <laughs> re-gift it back to the Rachel. Yeah, That's what you re-gift need to do. it. Upcycle, re-gift, whatever you want to do. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. I find that really difficult because they're always like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Well, what I want is a nice, thoughtful present oh, that you I thought all by yourself." I have got time for thoughtful. <laughs> I hate people like you. Honestly, it's like if uh, I had. Thoughts I would spend them on other things. I don't have any more thoughts, especially this time of year. Yeah, I can see that point of view too, but 
yeah, I just, I don't know. There's something weird about, and I was brought up, and that. maybe this is, maybe this plays into it as well. I was brought up, we do not expect, like, my, do my mum taught us, we don't expect presents and we yeah. don't not make lists because yeah. of the fact that the very real fact that we might not get any. So, you know, that's kind of ingrained in there as well. And I was like, oh, you can't ask for things. <gasps> no, yeah. you can't expect anything because you might not get it. You might not get any presents, which is very different, obviously. From- I used to be the same. I would be similar in that I would, you know, give people general ideas so that they could, you know, use some things sort of of their own creativity or, you know, and try to allow for lots of budgets and all that kind of stuff. The kindest thing my sister-in-laws can do to me is to say, your nephew or your niece would really like this. And I would be able to go, thank you so much. Do you know what's, do you know what's even better than that? Go on. It's when they send you the link to the child's Amazon <laughs> wish list. <laughs> oh, and that's so uncomfortable for me. The Amazon wish click, list. No, no, no. Oh. I'm with. I'm totally with you, Lucy. I, I am. I know. I know that's made you go all, all itchy. But <laughs> I get both sides of that. Do you know what I mean? It's if it's like you know because also I mean my 14 year old Amazon wish list I mean like kind of none of us can afford anything on it. you know like so there is a there is a balance to be struck you know like kind of when you're looking through and you're like no sweetheart we're going to have to you know there needs to be some things for under 50 pounds well this is it for those sorts of things they are helpful yeah I've reached a point now with all the nieces and nephews which I bloody love which is we say to them what would you like for Christmas and they go uh cash yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so much easier and, you know, but there we go. It's hard, we used to it? fill the kids' stockings with things that they absolutely needed. You mean Father Christmas fills the stockings? Yeah, Santa filled the stockings with all the things kids needed, yeah. like knickers, bobbles, every year. Tooth- yeah. They loved, they, hilariously, they loved, we always had the squishy toothpaste in a normal tube and they loved those pumpy toothpaste. Yeah. So they'd always get a pumpy toothpaste <laughs> and that would be the highlight of the stocking <laughs> and they'd be lined up in the bathroom having written on Sharpie which one was which. Oh, I love it. <laughs> pumpy toothpaste. Like, and they fucking yeah. loved it. And they still yeah. talk about the, the amazing stockings yeah. that were literally just full of shit that they needed. <laughs> yeah. But our, so like our Brilliant. annual, yeah. an, our annual pant shop is it's Christmas. Stocking. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Socks. Absolutely. So who needs, yeah. I look like, like at my makeup and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get any for another three weeks. What am I going to do? Like if it runs, if the foundation runs out two weeks before Christmas, I just don't get to wear it for two weeks. Because I've got it wrapped up already. <laughs> I went through, there was one year and, St- and Steve was just like, you cannot give the kids duvet sets for Christmas. <laughs> We've got towels this year. We've got towels. (laughs) Everyone's got because we're sharing towels at the moment because we had to get rid of them all in the great move because we thought that there wouldn't be enough storage space. So, you know, there's just four towels between four of us and they kind of get rotated. But we're going to get each a towel. So luxurious. Each different colour so we know who's is who's. Yeah. Very good. That's a lovely thing. (laughs) And Steve's like, no, you can't, you can't give children bedding for Christmas well it depends is it is it just like boring bedding or is it fun bedding yeah just no just standard bedding (laughs) (laughs) no you're right you can't bed sheets no you can't well you can you you can can you can also bulk things out like it still is just another thing to unwrap isn't it but that's probably not the sentiment we should be saying 
We always used to buy all the like really cheap reduced Halloween chocolate. You know, the like mm-hmm. little balls so that at Christmas. Kids, like, yeah, yeah. At Christmas time, exactly. At Christmas time, they're they sprouts. At Halloween, they're pumpkins. They're the same fucking thing inside, aren't they? So- exactly. <laughs> so we would get them. sprout orange. Well, <laughs> it's a new festive thing, dear. <laughs> the kids love it. They're like, oh, Santa's been at the cheap Halloween stores again. And the reduced bits. Yes, he has. Yes. Yes, that's where he went. Home bargains. They were all very cheap. Well done, Santa. He's being eco. Are we doing anything kind of festive? Have you bought into the thing where you have to go and look at lights? We're doing our... Yes, we are going to see lights. Unfortunately, we're going to see lights when the quarterfinals of the World Cup is on next Saturday. That's probably good. That's going to be, like, really quiet. That's great. Lucy, I actually want to see the football. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Like, I'd... Yeah, stick five we're, we're going to do an embargo. We're going to, like, just not watch anything or listen to anything and then come home and watch it, I think. Do you think that's going to work? Well, as long as we don't turn the radio on and or go near any everybody's pubs. phones, yeah, and don't don't go near pubs. Going, or yay! Go. Or, <laughs> I don't know. So you're doing lights, uh, doing exactly the same as you. We're going to obviously. Uh, Steve said to me this morning, so he's lying there with his cup of tea in bed, and he said, "You are aware that you've booked the uh, annual National Trust wander round look at the lights at exactly the same time as the kickoff on Saturday." And I was like, "Oh, you don't have to come." He's like, "Yes." <laughs> so, so yes. but I'm with you, Lucy. It'll be quiet. It'll be quiet. It'll be lovely. It'll be quite be lovely. Won't be as crowded. I absolutely love those things. Like I am such a, a gimmick lights, Christmas, all the festive shit. I love it. But I have been traumatized by the amount of times I've tried to take Brecken and he has not loved it. <laughs> so so now I'm kind of like, you know, I'll take it take him to the festive lights and it, it, it's the busyness for him that yeah. it's like he can't deal with. And it's always busy wherever you go on those things, except maybe on the World Cup day. So do it, do it. Hit, yeah, no you'll be there. But yeah, so now I kind of have this weird like Pavlovian association with anywhere busy, even though I love it or I did love it. I've now been like Pavlovianly conditioned to, to not enjoy busy places because there's like that intrinsic stress that's internalised from all the other times when I've took Brecon there. So it, that's frustrating because I, I do love it. I love going to like the midnight mass. I love wandering around and seeing the Christmas trees at the... It's just amazing. And Christmas Day is shit, always. It's not great. But the whole run up to Christmas, that's my favourite bit. Uh, you, you know, like getting ready, seeing all the lights. Everyone's everyone's happy. Everyone's happier. Everyone will talk to you and be like a bit more jolly. And you know, like I just like that. I just think it's it's a nicer world to be in in December, with twinkly lights and sparkly things and Christmas trees and everyone being just a bit happier. I think. We have come to the end of our first episode of Christmas. We've talked about the nativities and leading up to Christmas and what we do and don't do and the lights and the all those sort of things but we have so much more to discuss and there will be another kickoff bonus episode for season two of the skies wonder podcast and we will see you next time thank you sarah and lucy for joining me see you soon the skies wonder podcast is a born at the right time production with the expert audio assistance of Podshop, the humor and insights of lucy and sarah 
We really appreciate you coming back, popping in, and really value your help in spreading the word through rating, reviewing, and following the podcast, as well as telling anyone who might be interested all about us. You can email your stories, thoughts, and ideas to tswupodcast at gmail.com. That's tswupodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at bornatrighttime. We love you joining us for the ride as we hurtle along this off-piste version of parenting. It's so much better when we do it together, whatever skies we're under.